Yeah, so what's the difference between like you know? networking and community building? I mean, like- Or is there job, one? It's a continuum, right? Okay, my yeah. and, and, and maybe when you like tip over or, so like my networking at my day job before day one enabled me to build a community. It's the same people. It's just networking is is the very, it's not natural to everybody, but it's the more organic. You meet people, again, organically or inorganically. You go to a conference, you go to an event, you hang, hang out at a happy hour, whatever, right? You podcast. meet people, do po- you meet people, you make friends, that's networking, right? And there just happen to be work-related industry aligned friends right or acquainted whatever whatever that word is like the work friend is like a new category of like social relationship so you do that a lot i think that's every single person first bit of advice from andrew here every single person if you can figure out how to get paid to network extensively in your industry best investment roi for your um career right if you know you want to play in this thing in marketing and and government, I don't care, right? If you pick your thing, find ways to get paid to be outgoing and networking and build connections. Cause that's where your next job is going to come from. If you leave, that's where your contracts are going to come from. If you want to build a community, that's where that's going to come from. So it does start basically. And this is something I could say, and I will say about community is that the atomic unit of community is just relationships. And so if you're building a community and people aren't having relationships with each other, you're not building a community, you're building an audience. And so jump back over here. I just had relationships with like 300 people, which is quite a lot, you know, for like, maybe it's not even that huge though, right? Some people have a a lot more. So you network, you build relationships, and then you can port that over into a community. And we just decided to start, um, we said, there's more than what's happening. Frankly, this is also part of the thesis for day one, which is plenty of people we'll try to break into these founder ecosystems. Like maybe it's your city, maybe it's New York or San Francisco. I mean, New York and San Francisco are the big ones, but every city has a little founder ecosystem, right? Uh, Boston has a big one. Nashville has a small one, whatever, right? Um, so you want to go meet up and go to the happy hours and go to like the place, the co-working spaces, whatever, the, the offices where these meetups are happening. Um, that's how most people from like the dawn of like venture capital to like 2020, found their community. It was basically on you to do it. And it was, I mean, it was just hit or miss. You just succeeded or not. And a lot of it was how friendly you were, frankly. And a lot of it wasn't even how friendly you were. It was how, how, uh, how similar you looked to all the other people who were doing it. And that's not very cool or fair. Right. Um, and so on, so venture capital in particular, but a lot of like startup world was very gate caps by just like the social ties. So these social ties are actually keeping people out. They were very insular. And so what we wanted to do was basically say, hey, let's just like reform some of these social ties and give people like a new, more open door to break in and like remake the social ties together. Like we can be powerful together. We don't need all these other things. Let's just do it here. And I, and I can, and like what I can do is I can bridge the gap. So I can help new people coming together to, um, form connections with some of the other insiders who want to help this new group. And, and it's, and it's, you know, that, that's, that's specifically how day one went. And um, yeah, it's just relationships. Right. And so I had relationships, we help people build relationships that's carried over. Um, Again, most communities shouldn't be that big. (laughs) Right. I think 
You yeah, because the, the bigger it gets, the harder it is to manage. Absolutely. Just, it has nothing's worse than joining a Discord server and it's just message, 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 like every three, 30 it's, seconds. It's like, just I'm useless. Just, I'm out. <laughs> I'm it's out. useless. Yeah. And so, and so what much. happens on the internet is you have these like useless discords that really don't do anything or slacks or whatever. Um, or you have the older world before all this online community, which was just like, if you didn't, if you weren't literally friends with the cool kids in the clique, you didn't really have an in. And so, um, and so it needed to be like a third place essentially where we're intentionally keeping it, um, you know, small, even 500 people. That sounds like a lot. That's a good number. Right. Um, I have lists. I have every single person I could tag them tomorrow if I wanted to, but, um, but we intentionally keep it small. Right. And so I do think there's a big distinction and maybe this is a segue to like another topic that I know you have is like, but just the difference between like community and your audience, right? So like to build a podcasting community would be about people who like have a strong need around podcasting, to do podcasting, to learn about podcasting, something in that arena. You'd pick which one you want to solve or which needs you want to start with maybe. And then it's a small group. It's a small group of people doing that thing and maybe other things. And that's also fun. It's not just about one thing. It's diverse, right? But um, it would never, it shouldn't get too big, at least to start, right? Like it should be helpful. It should be communal. Um, it, people should learn from you as well as each other. That's the given that's, those are important ingredients. Um, but it's kind of different from a podcast audience, which should be big, right? Thousands. One, one would hope. Well, and that's when, I mean, it's the goal. And I think that's a different business model, right? We shouldn't call it community. We should call it audience and audiences are very powerful because now you have because no one in the audience connects with each other. They just all listen, right? It's broadcast. It's in my inbox. It's in my it, RSS it's a, feed. It's a, it depends on the medium, right? Because like my wrestling podcast, we have a Discord. It's about maybe 15, 20 people. And it's great, right? It's people we all podcast with in our network. And it's great. And there's people when we, and we also live stream. So I, every live stream I know, Taquan's going to be there. Mr. Fretz is going to be there. Every now and then Charles pops in, right? That's, that is my small community so yeah they they so fans can interact with each other you know if you so get it's a, like it's like a hierarchy it's like yes. audience is a lot less investment a lot lower lift i just listen once a week or i read it once a week or whatever it is and then the business that i'm a big fan of you've, we've heard of morning i mean morning these these there's these news new they're frankly newsletters these newsletter businesses that popped up over the last five years all the morning brews the hustle was a big one before morning or at the same time as morning brew they're kind of the two that like duked it out and they both got acquired around the same time. So they have like very similar trajectories. There's a new one called work week, which has a lot of different creators underneath their umbrella. You obviously have like Axios and the information and the skim. These are all like business oriented newsletters. Okay. That all grew up in like the 2015 to, to now, like last eight years or so. Right. Um, the business of creating an audience and then turning your like biggest fans into community is freaking awesome. That's like how it should go. And yes, yeah, so you can start with a community. If you have your biggest fans, actually the other way is to find those biggest fans, figure out what you all are talking about and like how that conversation is going and then say it to everybody else. Right. And make people a little jealous of like not being able to hang out inside of the inner group. But I mean, maybe no actual FOMO, but just like let them know this is stuff that's happening um, 
but yeah, there's a nice dance in between the two, right? Building podcast or building, I mean, podcast is, is the, is the cousin, right? To newsletters, building an audience and building a community. Um, I do think every founder, here's the other thing, a second piece of advice from Andrew, something I find myself saying to everyone who will listen is the best time to have a built in newsletter or a podcast audience is like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, kind of like planting a tree. And the next best time is right now. Right so now. Do it. Yeah. Just do it. It will just grow at what it grows slowly. It grows. It probably won't grow quickly, but every time you want one, you can't have it right away. <laughs> so, so invest in it now. Right. I think, I think so many people would benefit from building their audience and, um, and whatever mediums they're most proficient. Right. I like writing, right. Some people would love are just great interviewers and talking and everything in between. So build your audience, build that, um, asset now before you need it. Right. Pick your interest, your vertical, whatever it might be. And then, um, and then you never know when you need it. And then all of a sudden you have an audience. 